Uh, this is Dr. Patton dictating a um, review on human anatomy and physiology, uh, SC 314, uh, 2019-03, uh, on Tuesday, the uh, 2nd of March. Okay, so let's look at, mm, so let's not look at, I will look at <laughs> uh, the questions uh, and uh, so we need to, uh, the first thing you need to know uh, about, the first few questions are from the sensory, and we're talking about uh, especially the vision at the very beginning, and several of the questions will come out of the vision. <coughs> Excuse me. So we need to know that uh, the vision, uh, what is the structure that is important for vision that allows you to see in the back of the eye? The retina, right? And the retina consists <coughs> of two different types of uh, sensory organs, which are the rods and cones, okay? Which are the more sensitive? <coughs> Excuse me. Rods and the more sensitive, and the ones that are more accurate are the cones. Okay, it's important to recognize that the rods are more, are they more in the periphery or are they in the center? Periphery, okay. Uh, what do you use for color vision, rods or cones? Hmm? Cones, okay. How many different colors can the cones dis distinguish specifically? Three. Three, okay. Three, blue, red. Excellent, okay. But combinations give you your color. Okay, um, and where are the cones uh, concentrated the most? In the? Okay, in the medulla and uh, in particularly in the what area? The fovea centralis, central fovea. Okay, that's where it's full of cones. Okay, so rods are more sensitive to light but they can't, they only have one color they can see, uh, so color, seeing color would be difficult. Uh, so if you're looking at nighttime off in the periphery, what do you, what color do you see basically? Gray? No. Okay. So the, out in the periphery, you, you see motion, you see black and white, and uh, in the center, you see the color, and in the center center, you see the uh, the fovea centralis is full of cones, packed with cones, and uh, that's where you get your uh, sharpest vision. So your eyes are set to track on that. Now, what about the blood supply to various uh, parts of the eye? The back of the eye, the retina, okay? has a retinal artery coming in. Uh, that can be plugged, that's what happened to my wife. Okay, uh, you also have blood vessels in the front. Okay, uh, what about in the front? How does the, okay, um, what about the uh, cornea? Blood supply? None, okay, how does it get its, how does it get its stuff? Through what? through the aqueous humor, okay? The aqueous humor is made and uh, circulates through, okay? What's the color in the back of the eye? Black, okay, to allow greater contrast and sharpness uh, there, okay? You have uh, something in the, you have a couple of different types. You have, in the front, you have the aqueous humor. In the back, you have another kind of humor, which is called the vitreous humor, okay? Um, Now, as we uh, gate, what allows you to focus? Okay, cornea partly and the lens. Okay, what, uh, what adjusts or uh, changes shape depending on the amount of light, I should say size, but on the amount of light. Okay, what about the pupil? Pupil gets larger or smaller when there's more light? 
smaller. Smaller, oh, okay. Just, sorry. <clears throat> if you get it larger, you're going to be in deep trouble. Okay. Uh, move to the ear for a moment. Okay, ear has two different functions, which are? Um, hearing and balance. Hearing and balance. Two different uh, sections of nerves, which are? For balance, it is the? Vestibular nerve and for the hearing is the auditory nerve. Both are parts of which cranial nerve? Eight. Okay. Let's just run quickly through the uh, the cranial nerves. Number one is smell. Okay. Number two is sight. Number three, four, and six are the uh, are the extraocular movements. Number five mostly sensory in the face, although some muscles, not too many. Number seven is the muscles of the face, also some sensory stuff like the tongue, uh, corti tendini. Number eight is auditory and the, uh, uh, and the uh, vestibular. Number nine, glossopharyngeal, so that's the muscles of the throat, also some sensory. Number 10 is very vague, which is the vagus. Number 11 is uh, kind of a different one. It actually comes from the cranium, I'm sorry, from the cervical and goes up and loops around and comes back, called the accessory. 12 is the hypo, the under the tongue, hypoglossal, okay, mostly muscular, okay? Now, uh, in the ear, you have three portions, outer ear, middle ear, inner ear, okay? How does the sound get from the outer ear to the middle, uh, to the inner ear? Through the middle ear, which has, what transmits it? Hmm? The eardrum? Uh, well, the eardrum is going to make the, then what just goes from the eardrum to the, to the, uh, what? Three bones, okay. Amalius, um, uh, Incus, and Stapes, okay. Uh, which is larger, the end of the, the uh, tympanic membrane or the end of the stapes, which goes into the oval window? Which is bigger? It's 20 to 1. It's the, uh, the, the, ear, uh, the piece out here, the eardrum, is 20 times as big. So if there's movement, what's going to happen to the movement? What's it going to do in the inner ear? It's going to actually magnify and make the movement, okay? And it shakes stuff. Uh, there are some ce uh, some uh, cells there that record sound, okay? Uh, actually, the I thought the lowest sounds would be at the front, and the highest sounds would be at the back, thinking like a piano, <laughs> okay? Bass is down here, <coughs> sopranos up here, but it's just exactly the opposite, okay? Th uh, three uh, different sections there. Uh, okay, in the, uh, so you have also a basilar membrane and you have a tectorial membrane which, which moves on the hairs, which gives you the sound. Okay, so the sound is transmitted through the three ossicles. Now sometimes you go up in a plane, what happens? Or you go down in a plane? Your ears pop. So what makes what allows you to pop your ears so that they equalize the pressure? There's a certain thing that does that. Okay. There's a tube. Eustachian tube or auditory tube or the pharyngo hmm, tympanic tube. Okay. Long, long name, allowing for equalization. So if you go from one pressure to another pressure, usually the eustachian tube is closed. You have to pop it open to allow that equalization to occur. Okay. There's also a um, set of cells right off of the uh, inner ear that goes back into the mastoid bone, which is called uh, what cells or what kind of a sinus place? The Mastoid, if it gets infected, you get mastoiditis, okay? 
game. So now you have the utricle and the saccule, okay, for movement. You have those semicircular canal things, okay. The semicircular canals, do they help you with stationary movement or rotational movement? Rotational movement, okay. Uh, then uh, the saccule uh, and the, and uh, utricle are going to help you with stationary movement, whether you're upside down, right side up, and so forth, but moving in a direction like this, not moving in a direction like this. Okay, so I have little ossicles there that uh, also work on cells. Okay, what is cranial nerve number one? Cranial one. Hmm? Olfactory, very good, okay, which helps you with your, with your what? Smelling, okay, uh, goes through the cribriform plate from what place to the brain? Where is it coming from? What's just below that? Where are the cells actually picking up the odors? In the nose, okay, and um, so you have an olfactory area above the superior concha, the top one of the three. And then they have little, little nerves that go up through and they hook onto ganglions and the ganglion goes down the bulb, which is your olfactory, and then that goes to the cerebrum, okay? Uh, so that is your smeller. Uh, do we have, um, can we smell a lot of different things? A lot of different things. Are there any animals that are more sensitive than us? Some very much more sensitive. And they use that uh, uh, very much to them, like the bloodhounds and that sort of thing. Okay, the, um, okay. so how many nerves then uh, handle the uh, smell? I mean, one, okay. What about taste? Which nerves carry the sense of uh, uh, taste? Seven is correct, and nine is correct, and and and. You're going in the correct direction. Nine plus one is? Ten. Ten. Okay, vagus nerve also, okay. Now, is it more likely that you would lose your smell or more likely you'd lose your taste if there's three? Smell. Smell, okay, because you've only got one, okay, as opposed to three. Okay, so we had talked about a guy, there was a kid here, a young man here. I don't, what happened to him? Something happened to his... Yeah, he got a flu or something that went into sinus. Severe sinus infection. Okay, the severe sinus infection uh, affected his what? His uh, facial nerve. Facial nerve. Okay, he got a facial nerve. So what would be the main thing with the facial nerve paralysis? His, his face is going to droop. Okay, how many sections do we have on that? Remember? Five. Okay. okay. But there's also taste. So what happened when he was eating? What did he tell us? So what is happening when he's tasting? Is, this, is he tasting from the cordy tendini from seven? No. Okay, what happens when he gets back to nine and ten? Then he can taste. Where are they? Nine is in the glossopharyngeal. That tells you where it's going to be. Okay, along the sides a little bit and in the back. And then the ten, as I've, if I'm not mistaken, is a bit on the epiglottis. Okay, so as he's swallowing, he suddenly starts to taste. I think that would be pretty. That'd be pretty nasty. You could eat something nasty and not know enough to spit it out. No, the only time you know it. Yeah, tell tell he, us. He also couldn't uh, chew on that side of his face because he couldn't just get stuck there. I'm sorry. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't chew on that side of his face because it would not move. It would not move. Okay. I need to look and see uh, if the pterygoids in the back, uh, medial and lateral, are hooked up you know, uh, exactly to see. Those are the ones that make you chew back and forth, or if the, or if the, uh, the masseter here uh, is uh, involved as well. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this. 
Uh, okay, sensation of smell. Is that transmitted by afferent or efferent cell uh, nerves? Af, correct. What about the sensation of uh, taste? What? Afferent. Okay. What about the t uh, the uh, the eye? Afferent. Okay. What about uh, uh, what about uh, the uh, sense of uh, see what other senses do we have? Okay. Uh, what about the sense of hearing? Afferent or efferent? Afferent. Anything that's it has to be trans has to be worked on on the brain, has to be afferent. Sensory is going to be what? Afferent. Efferent is going to be motor. Easy way to, to sort it out. Okay? Purpose of the three bones in the middle ear. What's the main purpose for that? I'm sorry? Okay, well you're talking more about safety. Uh, it is true that there is a safety uh, involved. When you hear a loud bang, you have some muscles that contract. Stapedius, okay, uh, for example, will contract to, and the tympanicus uh, to help you. But what does it mean? Why do you have three little bones there? What do they do? If you didn't have three little bones there, what would happen to your hearing? You wouldn't hear. I mean, you just your 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 tympanic membrane go like blah 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 blah. Nothing's happening in the inner ear. Okay, so what would happen if the three bones sclerosed, which does occur? Otosclerosis. Sclero the bones become solid. What's going to happen there? You're going to lose hearing, or it's going to go by the bone. It's not going to go by the air. Air conduction. Okay. Okay, so then what it does, it do is it's going to transmit, it's the transmission between outside and into the inner ear. It's, that's the main purpose of that. Okay, and it's going to um, transmit it from the uh, tympanic membrane down to the oval window. By the way, um, you know that when you uh, have questions uh, on Moodle, if the question, if the thing in front of the question is round, what does that mean? Multiple hmm? Multiple choice. One, and a multiple choice. If it's perfectly round, what does that mean? How many do you choose? One. Okay, if it's square, can be more than one. Dr. Patton, would you ever put a square and not have any more than one? That would be kind of nasty, but I've done it before. Are you understanding what I say? So it's one or more. But if you see a square, look carefully, there's probably more than one answer. It doesn't have to be, but there probably is. Okay. And I can tell you, I don't believe I was tricky this time at all. Okay. Uh, now, we're going to go to the endocrine system for a little bit, okay? Endocrine system works by what? The nervous system works by um, uh, nerves and nerve conduction and so forth. What does the uh, endocrine system work by? Hormones, okay? Hormones can work inside the cell or outside the cell. They can, they can work in either. Okay, which ones work on the outside and which ones work on the inside? Outsides what? Outsides are which? You have two types, two basic types, steroids and amino acids. Okay, which ones go in and which ones stay out? I'm sorry? Steroids go inside, why? Because they are what? What's their characteristic as far as the cell membrane is concerned? They're liposoluble, so they can get in. Okay, what about amino acids? Are they liposoluble? No, they're water-soluble. Then where are they going to work? They're going to have to work on the outside through the membrane. And by the way, what, do the, what is the normal mechanism that the uh, okay? What is the normal mechanism that the hormone from uh, that an amino acid works on the cell? What's it going to usually use? Uh, 
I'm sorry? Okay, you have, a, you have an amino acid coming toward the cell. It affects the cell membrane, okay, hooks onto it. What is going to transmit that to the inside of the cell and do stuff? What kind of receptor transmission system does it use? It's a common thing that we talked about. Are you going to be having ion exchange? Are you going to be having secondary messengers? What are you going to have? It's hormones. Okay, this you need to know. It's going to be secondary messenger. What is the characteristic of secondary messenger? What does it? What is one characteristic that it does? With a neurological, it's rather specific. It's either on or off. You have an. A, you have a. a you have an action potential or you don't have an action potential. What about secondary messenger systems? What do they normally do? Do they stay the same or do they magnify? They magnify, they magnify and that's very important. That's why a, a little cell like oxytocin, which is just eight or nine, I think nine amino acids long, can have a big effect because it multiplies, multiplies, multiplies every step down. Say if it was Maybe one it activated 100, and then the secondary messenger activated another 100. Now you got 10,000 going. And if it goes a third time, now you got maybe a million cells going for one amino acid. So it magnifies. Okay? In the steroids, what does a steroid do when it comes into the cell? Where does it work? Blanco. Okay? works on the DNA to make RNA to make protein, okay? How does it do that? Because it goes through the membrane, it goes through the cell membrane. Also goes through the nuclear membrane. It's water soluble, I'm sorry. It's lipid soluble, it can go through, okay? Important to know that if you want to get the answer correct. Okay, we're going to talk for a, a little bit about um, diabetes. Okay, that's one of the problems. Okay, what's the problem with diabetes? What's the main problem? Insulin. Problem with what? Insulin. Insulin. Okay, what, what kind? What's the difference between uh, type A and uh, type one and type two? Uh, type one is deficient in insulin. Type two. Uh, not really too much. Where's the problem? The receptors are not receiving, okay? Now, when you have a problem with diabetes, it, how does it show itself? How does it manifest? How does the person, sh what does the person complain of? Diabetes. Diabetes, what? Toes. Like, during different highs or lows, or just like I have diabetes? Let's say, you have, let's say a 20-year-old 20, a 20 comes in with uh, and develops diabetes, you find out that his family has had diabetes. Well, I'll tell you, uh, okay, I have this guy who's in his early 40s, okay? Always been healthy, soccer player, great shape, and, um, but his family is loaded with diabetics. I mean, you know, 50% of the family is diabetic, okay? What is he likely to tell me about? Hmm? What is, uh, what is, it, what is, what is, what is he going to notice? What? Thirsty? Sure, why is he thirsty? Because that'll give you an answer for the other thing too. Yeah. What's coming out? What's he do, what's he have to, what does he have to do day and night? Too much urine. Too much urine is coming out. Why is the urine coming out? Because sugar is coming out. What's the sugar doing? It's an osmotic diuretic. It's pulling fluid out. Okay, so what's happening to the calories when the sugar is coming out? Calories are? going down, okay? So how come this guy's not fat? How come he looks in great shape? I mean, he did, he looked in great shape, okay? Because his calorie count's going down. He's losing calories, okay? Now the resistant ones are usually fat, overweight, okay? And that's the kind where if you get the weight back down to normal, sometimes the resistance improves and they don't need insulin, okay? Okay, so he's going to urinate a lot. What do we call that? Polyuria. Polyuria. He's going to 
eat a lot because he's losing a lot of food. What do we call that? What's eating? Fadio. Okay. What is a lot? Macro. That's one. There's another. Poly. So polyuria, polyphagia, and and drinking a lot. He's a dipsy, polydipsia. Okay. So polyphagia, polyuria, polydipsia are the three characteristics of diabetes. Okay. So I talked to him. I said, and he was talking to me. I said, um, you go to your, you go to bathroom a lot. He said, I'm going all the time. And um, then I asked him. I said, do you see ants? Now, ants, A-N-T-S. Ants. Okay. If you don't, if you go to the bathroom and it's not all in the pot all the time, okay. If it's in the, if it's in the. If it's in the urinal, it's going to flush away. But if, for instance, somebody has to go outside. Yeah. Okay. So what's in the urine? Sugar. Sugar. So what's going to happen to the ants? They're going to come to eat. So that's another clue. Okay. Now uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the hormones. Okay. What is the what is the um, okay? We're going to go. What what gland produces eight different hormones? Uh, is it the? Uh, you're close. Pituitary. Pituitary. Okay. Uh, how many in the? How many? It, I should really not say eight produced. It has eight in it. Two are not produced, they're produced in the hypothalamus and they come down. That is in the posterior, okay? Which two are those? Which? There are two amino acid hormones. They're going to work on the secondary messenger system. And they're very close to each other structurally. No, 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 no. What does it start with? What does it start with? It starts with a letter. Give me an A. That starts with an A, but that's the wrong A. Oh. Um, Give me a D. A Give me an H. No. ADH, antidiuretic hormone. Okay. Or ladies have what? Galactin. Uh, they do have galactin, but that's not what they're looking for. They have babies, and for the baby to come out, they need what? Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, from the from the front. Okay, the front of the AC of the adrenal hormone. Okay, what kind of system does it have? Blood supply. Uh, portal system. Okay, coming from the hypothalamus coming down and dumping from the hypothalamus direct into the okay now in the in the hypothalamus you have various stimulating hormones that tell the tell the pituitary let it go let it go so they are called releasing hormones like CRH corticotropin releasing hormone okay Okay, so they're coming down. Okay, what are the hormones in the pituitary? One of them you've already mentioned, adrenocorticotropic hormone. Okay, what does that work on? Adrenocorticotropic hormone works on the kidneys. <laughs> Adrenocortex. Okay, from the hypothalamus you have TRH, thyrotropin releasing hormone. What does it release? Thyrotropin. Thyrotropin works on what organ? The thyroid to release thyroxin. Okay. You have also gonadotropic releasing hormone. Okay. Uh, you want to have LH and FSH, which work on the gonads. Okay. So you have 
FSH and LH, luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone. Follicle stimulating hormone makes a lot of sense in women. It does not make sense in men, but it does work in men also. It works on the testicle to make sex gonads. Okay, okay. What about uh, what about someone that's like uh, Messi? You know who Messi is? Yeah, the soccer. Yeah, he was very short. What 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 did he need to get taller? Growth hormone, yeah. It's too late. Your fifties are closed. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, she woke up. She thought, "I'm gonna be five eight. <laughs> you want to be six foot, huh? Five two. Five two. Well, that is reachable. That's reachable. <laughs> but you can reach it, you know how? How tall are you? Five, four, eight, five, four, ten? No, just five. You're five? Eh, that's easy. You wear two, heel, two inch heels. I mean, what are you worrying about? <laughs> Good gracious. <laughs> Isn't that so? I mean, really. No big deal. <laughs> or you can be like uh, Mrs. Trump, whose husband is, what, six, three, I think. And she can afford to wear four-inch spikes. Trump is six-three. I think so. That's so tall. I did not think he'd be that tall. I think he's taller. I think he is about. He's a big guy. Is he still that may be five. He may be six-two, but he's somewhere in six-two, six-three. I think he weighed out at two thirty-eight, which is big. I have a cousin. He's seventeen, and he is six-seven. And going up. Amen. No. Well, Bill, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. My uncle was seven foot tall, or he is seven foot tall. Your uncle? My uncle. Yep. And my all dad was six four. All of my grandpas, well, all of my grandpas, like I have one and two. <laughs> my, my, all my dad's side of the family is six four, six five, six seven, all of that. My dad's six one or six two, but my mom is super short. Now let me ask you a question. Did any of them have any problems with the aorta or any problems like that? Any like heart issues? Did any of them have Marfan syndrome is what I'm really asking. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, we had uh, a, a friend of ours. Um, she had three boys uh, who were 6'5", 6'7", or 6'8", and 6'10". But I think at least one of them, I did believe, did have Marfan syndrome, which is a situation where you're very tall, but it's an elastic problem with the aorta, among other things. Rather okay. Than six two, she looked it up on is it 6'2"? She looked it up on Google. His wife is 5'11". They're both tall. Yeah, I know. And she wears four-inch spikes. If she steps on your foot, you're going to go through the ceiling. <laughs> You know, I mean, unless it pins your foot to the floor. That case, you go anywhere. Okay, Mini Mike. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so I was wrong. It was only six two. Yeah, what a what a blow. Okay. Okay. You can't say anything anymore without something. <laughs> okay. What what did they put his weight down as? I thought it was 238 or somewhere in that range. 235.89 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get everybody. Okay. Okay, now, uh, okay, what? Let me ask you a couple questions now. Okay, so growth hormone. Okay, growth hormone. Okay, uh, if I gave uh, our friend Anna growth hormone at this point in time, I started giving her growth hormone, what would happen to her? Or if she developed a, or, or let's say she developed a pituitary tumor, besides knocking off the peripheries of her vision, what would happen to her as she was pouring out growth hormone and she's fully developed, she's fully grown at this point in time? Tumor would grow. Would she get like big hands and feet? Big hands and big feet, big mouth. She would have... 
don't even want to do that. No wonder she's so quiet. Okay, so what do we call that? What do we call that? What do we call that? Oh, sometimes syndrome. Okay, it's, it's the acral extremities, okay, the far parts, hands, feet, face, jaw, okay, so it's the far parts, so we, and what is big? Macro. Or? Poly. Or? Mega. Mega. Okay, so we would call it acromegaly, okay. Now let's say that instead of that, Anna got a tumor when she was 10 years old and she wanted to be taller and she got a pituitary tumor, what would happen to her? She would have gotten taller. She would have gotten a lot taller, okay? So when, and how, how and she might level off at what? Eight, eight, six? <laughs> You're better off where you are. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't know with Goliath, if you know, because there was a family, it may be that the whole family that's uh, some they're, they're normal uh, they didn't necessarily all have pituitary growth hormone tumors because they're all giants they said the place of the giants I'm assuming that uh, what what could we examine to try and see if she had if he had uh, a pituitary tumor what 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 thing that David took could you examine and find out? What did David do? His head. He took what part of his head could you would you look at? The at this point in time, you're not going to look at the pituitary; it's rotted away. Okay, so what would you look at? What would be enlarged? His face, shoulders, ears. Not because he's oh, everything's going to be big because he's giant. Okay, but the pituitary sits in what? Cella tersica which is part of the sphenoid, okay? If that were enlarged and perhaps eroded, that would suggest that it was pushed apart by a pituitary tumor. Unfortunately, we do not have the skull. head skull of Goliath, otherwise we would check it out. Okay. That would be cool, there's no question about that. Okay. What two organs uh, have a portal blood supply? Liver is one. Kidney. And You've already answered it once. Oh yeah, liver and. Uh, and. Uh, oh, sting. Hypothalamus. Hypothalamus to the anterior pituitary. Okay, those are the two that have a uh, portal system. Okay. Um, okay, we've. Um, okay, adrenal gland has. Uh, a cortex and a what? Medulla. Okay. What comes out of the medulla? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Epi. Correct. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the blood. It's in the blood. Okay. Uh, what's the main function of the What's the main function of the red blood cells? O2. And. And. And CO2. CO2 also, okay. 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 Uh, uh, what brings, what's to the, uh, what brings, what brings, uh, what structure brings blood to the heart? Okay. What structure takes blood away from the heart? Okay. All arteries have red blood, true or false? False. Why? Because the pulmonary artery takes blood. Okay, very good. Okay, where is the, uh, what, at what level is oxygen supplied to the tissues? Capillary levels, Capillary levels, okay, to the tissues in general, okay. Now, you got a cut, okay. What do you need to stop the bleeding? And, okay, what's the first step? Uh, first step. Uh, muscle, uh, muscle spasm. Muscle spasm of what? Of the vessel. Yes, okay. What vessels? At what level? Vein. Because usually one, I mean, muscle spasm. 
blood is coming in, is going to oh, come at a higher pressure through the arterial system than the venous system. Okay, so it's going to be probably at the at the arteriolar or uh, level. Okay, spasm. Okay, after spasm, what's next? Platelets. After platelets, what's next? Clot. Okay. At the end of the clot, uh, okay. What is the what is the final structure that is made? Of the clot. Fibrin. Good. What uh, what stabilizes the fibrin? There's a toughie. What stabilizes fibrin? Um, what does it start with? It's not. Hard. It starts with F, I B R I N. It starts with fibrin. The next word is S-T-A-B-I-L-I-Z-I-N-G. Amazing factor. You're kidding. Oh, what a rip. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, okay. Uh, in the clotting system, what is perhaps the best known clotting deficiency in the clot in the in the clotting system? The cascade that goes down. What is the one that's most commonly known? It's also sex-linked. Which? No, no. What do you mean? There is a there is a sex-linked bleeding disorder. Oh, it's the one that only men get. What? Is it the one that like just men Just kidding. Never mind. Huh? Hemophilia. Okay. How many different kinds of hemophilia are there that are pretty well known? Hemophilia is factor eight. Okay. Which other factors are involved sometimes? Eight plus one is nine, factor nine. And plus two is factor 11. Okay, those three plates, that would be, they call it hemophilia A, B, C. If they're sex linked, what, who has, who is most likely to have, males or females? Males. Males, okay. Give me another, uh, give me another example of something that's sex linked. Color blindness, okay, excellent. What colors are usually most commonly noticed with color blindness? Purple. Red and yellow. Red and green. Yeah. Okay. Uh, normally, so what happens when a person has red red green uh, problems and they come to a stoplight? They can't tell. They can't tell. So in Syracuse. When the uh, Irish got mad and they said that the green should be on the top and they kept throwing it at the, the things and to making them put the green on the top, what's the problem that they're going to have? <laughs> Somebody with blindness is going to go sailing through a red light because they can't tell. I mean, you talk about stupidity. Anyway, okay. Uh, okay, anemia, what does that mean? Uh, low blood. Low blood, okay. Uh, what's the most common kind of um, anemia? No. The most common kind of anemia. The most common kind of anemia in the whole in the whole world, all over. What? Iron deficiency. Correct. Okay. Okay. What happens when cells break down rapidly? What do we call? What kind of anemia is that? Where they, where they hemolyze, break down. I remember. It's very complicated. They call them hemolytic. The hemolyzed hemolytic anemias. Okay, uh, two major kinds. One you've already mentioned is cell. The other is most commonly is thalassemia. Okay, uh, thalassemia is working on the problem of the hemoglobin on the globin. Sickle cell is also working on the globin. Okay, uh, give me a, a couple sicknesses of the. Uh, of the blood, uh, of the blood cells. Okay, let's talk about what happens if you have a cancer of the blood. Blood. What do you call it? Leukemia. Okay. What three problems would you expect with leukemia? Um, infections. Infection is one. Okay. What are you going to be minus? You're going to be minus white cells, red cells, and uh, and platelets. Okay. So bleeding. Bleeding is two. So and anemia. Yeah, all three. Okay, aplastic anemia, same thing. The only difference is one, you've replaced everything by cancer cells, the other, you've wiped it out through either autoimmune or radiation or something of that sort. Okay, let's talk about the 
flow. Let's go. Let's trace the flow uh, from the body, uh, from peripheral body, back to the peripheral body. Okay, starts in the leg. Okay, goes up what? Veins to inferior vena cava to right atrium to right ventricle to pulmonary arteries arteries go away okay to lungs to veins to left atrium okay you forgot a couple of things right atrium going to the left right ventricle has to go through what valve tricuspid coming it goes from the tricus right ventricle out to the pulmonary artery through what valve pretty complicated <laughs> pulmonary vein <laughs> I'm sorry pulmonary valves okay okay it goes to the okay we're coming back to the left atrium Go, comes through what four okay but goes to the mitral but before coming in you have four different pulmonary veins coming in pulmonary vein left ventricle I'm sorry left atrium left ventricle to the what goes through what to get to the left ventricle what valve mitral valve to the left ventricle out the what what valve into the aorta what valve aortic valve just the same way as the pulmonary valve goes through the pulmonary artery okay keeps on going okay goes to the systemic circulation okay okay uh, if you have uh, we'll talk about the electrical supply for a moment okay uh, what what kind of cells make the heart beat what kind of cells fire off the heart what do we call them not quite okay pace pacemaker cells okay where is it what's the fastest pacemaker normally where is it where's the normal impulse start from SA node okay then it goes to the Bachmann bundles and then to the AV node and then to the bundle of his and then to the branches okay upper Kinchy fibers okay and as you go down the line it gets slower and slower and slower and slower let's move on okay uh, so what supplies the blood to supply to the heart itself coronary arteries when do they supply systole or diastole they have to in diastole because in systole it's uh, the uh, pressure is too high can't get in okay everybody with us still it's early this morning I know okay uh, so normal uh, left ventricle pumps uh, five liters about a minute sitting okay how much does a normal right ventricle pump Hmm? Five, of course, same. Otherwise, you got a problem. Yeah. Unless you got a shunt. You got a shunt, then you're going to have a difference. But if it's normal, it should be the same on both sides. Otherwise, you have a problem. Back up. Okay? Uh, gap junctions. <coughs> gap junctions are found in the intercalated space, uh, intercalated connections of the cardiac muscle. What is the purpose of the gap muscles, uh, gap junctions? Allows what? to occur. Gap junctions allow what kind of connection between the vessel, the things? What can go through? Electrical impulses. Okay, why is that important? Why is it important that, uh, the, that you can have the heart contract one cell to the next cell to the next cell all at one time? What would happen otherwise? It wouldn't pump very well, would it? Okay, we call that fibrillation. What happens with fibrillation? You die. Other than that, there's no problem. Okay. How did I get up there? I'm, I'm going the wrong direction. Excuse me just a sec. Oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, valves of the heart. Purpose. Prevent backflow. That's, I think, a very good way to put it. Okay. Uh, we've talked about the impulses of the heart. Okay. Uh, there are some, there are a couple of uh, ions that are very important in cardiac function. Can you give me an idea what they are? Cations. One of them you should know, AJ, because you've used it before. 
cations that you inject in resuscitation. Um, not that's not a cation. Ten cc's calcium. No calcium. Okay. The other one that's important is potassium. And so, if a let's say, okay, diabetic patient uh, has uh, renal failure, okay, and uh, so, uh, what might be a way that they might die if they don't get dialyzed? What do they have problems getting rid of? Potassium is going to go up, up, up. Eventually, they may die. Get arrhythmias and die. Okay, we have someone I was thinking of in that. Okay, uh, a, few, a few questions. A few questions about vessels. Okay, okay. Uh, the aorta supplies what? How much? Yeah. What what part of the body do aorta supply? All of it. Okay. Uh, external. Uh, uh, the internal uh, carotid on the right side. Brain. Okay. Uh, internal. I'm sorry. The uh, left axillary artery. Arm. Uh, the celiac artery. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Celiac artery. Okay. okay. You have three main arteries coming off the uh, in the abdomen. Okay. You have the celiac. You have the superior mesenteric and the inferior mesenteric in that order. Plus, you've got two very important ones that are going off retroperitoneal called the renal arteries. Renal arteries supply the kidney. kidneys, okay. You do have other branches, superior and inferior uh, branches going to the adrenal and a bunch of others. But the biggies, okay, the celiac, okay, is going to get all the upper vessel, all the upper stuff, okay. So that means stomach through the gastroepiploic, the splenic, okay, uh, and the hepatic and the pancreatic, pancreodinal, all of those are at the top, that's the celiac. You go down and you get the superior mesenteric, that's mostly the, as you would think, mesenteric intestinal, okay, to the medium of the large intestine. The inferior, uh, the inferior uh, mesenteric is the lower portion of the colon down to the rectum. Okay, so those are important. What about the uh, external iliac? Where does that go? External iliac is going to become the femoral, which supplies what? The whole leg. Yeah. So you need the internal iliac. Strangely, is rather small and goes into the pelvis. So you don't have to. But the external iliac uh, crosses the uh, crosses the mem uh, the uh, inguinal ligament and goes into the legs. Uh, that is important. What about the vertebral artery? Where does that go? Goes through the vertebrae, and then what does it do? What does it do when it gets to the top of the vertebrae? Wrong direction. Two become one. Go in the base of the brain, so they call it the basilar artery, and then they hook in to the circle of Willis around the pituitary, okay? And that allows a certain amount of supply. So if one plugs up one place, hopefully blood can get around the brain through another supply, okay? So uh, if you're looking at the structure of arteries, uh, which arteries have the most uh, muscle in them? Muscular, elastic, arterioles, or veins? Which one has the most elastic? Elastic, muscular, arterial, or vein? <laughs> okay, what's the purpose of the elastic arteries? What does it do? Where are they located? Close to the heart. What are they doing? Exactly. Uh, you ever have a, what do they call that pump that we used to have? The little pump that pumped the water up to the, uh, up into upstairs. Yeah, hydrofor, okay, yeah, that's a little pump, 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 pump. But you know what we had alongside of it? You had a pressure tank. What does the pressure tank do? Otherwise, what would happen? The water would come up. Very un a nice 
but this would smooth it out. So that's what the aorta does. It smooths it out. Otherwise, you would be down here, you'd be getting these things blasting through and then nothing, or maybe going backwards. Okay? So the elastic is, is just, as he says, is to is smooth it out. Okay? Now, which one is the one that's important for the, uh, for the blood pressure? Where's the greatest resistance? Big arteries, medium arteries, little arteries, arterioles, or uh, capillaries? To keep the, what it regulates the pressure most? Big arteries, no. Middle arteries, no. Little ones, no. Arterioles, yes. The arterioles have the greatest control uh, in terms of that, okay? Although muscular arteries are somewhat important too. Okay, uh, where does the um, internal respiratory uh, exchange go? That's the one in the cells. At what level? Capillaries, Capillaries okay. Uh, what helps blood flow up uh, from the legs up into the heart? Sucking motion of the heart? No. Okay, what? Milking the muscles is one. I'm sorry, thoracal pressure is one, okay, and there's one more. It's actually in the structure of the vein itself. Valves. Valves, got it. Okay, varicose veins, what happens to the valves? They're incompetent, okay, and they leak. And what happens to you when your legs leak? I mean, your valves leak. <laughs> what happens to you, what happens to your legs? They swell and they look, you know, you got these unsightly, things that uh, go down your legs, okay. Uh, what kind of things can precipitate varicose veins? Hmm? What can make uh, varicose veins pop out? Hmm? Not likely. Ladies have it more than... Pregnancy! I've never seen it. Oh my goodness. Okay, and men who look like they're pregnant <laughs> okay okay uh, t-cells okay t-cells are made where wrong bone marrow correct okay uh, where do t-cells mature thymus okay uh, t-cells are primarily for cellular or humoral Immunity. So T cells. T cells. Cellular. Cellular. Okay. Are there more than one type of T cell? Yeah, Lots of types, and even subtypes. That was really nasty when they asked those helper tells. I thought that was unfair. Okay. The normal innate defense. Okay. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. What's the biggest thing on the defense normally? What's the first barrier they have? skin or of course mucous membranes would be the same okay okay what else okay what do we find uh, aligning the um, like say uh, what is one of the defenses in the respiratory tract hmm? what about cilia from using what mm, mucus right mucus okay uh, then uh, also are macrophages part of the innate system? Yes, okay. T-cells, part of the innate system? No, because they are specific. Okay. If an antigen comes a second time to the memory cell, okay, memory cells, I should say, it's the second time it comes in, it meets a memory cell, what will happen? Okay, what's the memory cell, let's say a memory B cell, what's it going to do? Remember. It's going to remember. Then how is that manifested compared to the first time around? Let's talk about time. Faster or slow, slower or faster? Smaller or greater? Greater. Uh, last longer or last shorter? Longer. Okay. Uh, that's why you get more than one shot. Okay. Tuberculin response. What kind of uh, sensitivity is that? TB skin test. I, uh, is it an acute uh, hypersensitivity, delayed hypersensitivity, what? 
delayed hypersensitivity, okay? Uh, Aid virus attacks what? Okay, what cells? You say AIDS. AIDS. Help for T cells. <laughs> Help for T cells. Okay. Okay, uh, the spleen. Okay. What happens when, uh, let's say, let's talk about, what happens when sickle, cell, uh, sickle cells go through the spleen? They get stuck and then what happens? They beat them up and break them down, okay? So then what does, so then what's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen to the life cell of a sickle cell? Is it going to be normal or down? Yeah. Down, okay. So then if the blood is, then what does the body have to do? Make more blood. Make more, okay. Uh, it, when it breaks down, it, break, it lyses, right? Okay, so we call that blood lysis, hemolysis, hemolysis, okay. Uh, then what's going to happen to the... Uh, what is the body going to have to do with a hemolytic anemia then? Make more cells. Okay, so you have to have all the parts for the making the cell. That's why, for instance, in hemolytic anemia, you want to give them folic acid because they need more folate. Okay, uh, they shouldn't. If it's a hemolytic anemia, should they need a lot more iron? Are you losing iron? No, you're recycling it. Then the answer to that is no. Okay. Okay, lymph, uh, lymph vessels, do they, allow, uh, do they allow proteins to come in? Yes, antibodies are directed against what? Are against what? Our own body, correct? Okay, and um, I regret to announce that we're done. <laughs>